Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was ain't open that mouth. Yeah. Cut it, she talking and dumping that mouth. If it's ain't something, we're dumping it out. And then it's something, it's something out. And now from an undisclosed location, you are now tuned in to the Xander Effect with host Xander Dane. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Xander Effect. I'm your host, Xander Dames, along with my two wonderful co-hosts, Mr. Birthday Boy. Happy birthday to you. Oh, shut up. <laughs> Jeremy Miller here. Well, how old are you? What, 600? 666. Thank awesome. You. Nice. That's a great number to be. <laughs> and also our our other lovely co-host here, uh, Miss Lonnie Rivera. Lonnie, how you doing? Doing great, guys. Great to be here. How are you? Nice. Hi, Lonnie. Hey. And yeah, so so I mean, it's great to have everybody here. You know, get, get to have everybody listening in. Uh, you know, to the to the show that pretty much has too many shenanigans to count. Uh, we talk about entertainment, sports, and video game news. Occasionally, we have uh, guests drop by to say hello, and of course, we play a lot of great music. So you're in for a treat as usual on on the Xander Effect. And uh, yeah, we got a lot of stuff to talk about besides Jeremy turning six hundred and sixty six. Thank you. Happy birthday, Jeremy. Thank you, Lonnie. I appreciate it. You're so much kinder than he is. <laughs> well, she likes you more. I, I, I don't. I don't. I tolerate you as much as I can. The feeling's uh, mutual, buddy. Right? <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, I mean, we, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. And, you know, to start us off here, Lonnie, you you found a very pe- a very interesting piece of uh, entertainment news. I mean, we're, we're going to dive into entertainment news, but this piece actually interested me a lot when you sent it to me. Uh, yeah. And how um, how Scott Bayo is getting some shade by mm-hmm. by who exactly by an old Full House uh, you know star oh, from my baby um, he's my crush for a long time I know he has a woman now and he has a baby and everything everybody he's I, everybody's crush are you kidding me every um, every America loves him when he's on there Uncle I, Jesse I, come on now I, I love me some John Stamos so <laughs> this is kind of funny um, yeah I was just browsing a couple of the entertainment sites real quickly and Xander and I were talking about it. So Happy Days is doing a reunion, a virtual reunion show in Wisconsin. And the reason why they're doing it, we we all know that Wisconsin is a a key state in this election. Mm -hmm. So uh, all of the uh, former castmates of Happy Days, um, it, it appears most of them are leaning toward Biden, except for one which would be Scott Baio Chachi. And he is the only person who will not be part of this virtual reunion. So instead of Chachi, John Stamos has uh, decided that he would be more than happy to replace him. (laughs) And so this is a really funny story to me because, I mean, first of all, when I think of it, I'm just thinking in terms of a chick hotness. Back in the day, Chachi was hot. I got to give it to Scott Bale. Back in the day, mm. before he, he before he grew up and we know who he is now, he was he was a hottie. Um, other than Henry Winkler, which who, by the way, let me do a shout out for Emerson Emerson College, my alumni, because he is a part he is part of our distinguished alum. Yeah. <laughs> but, 
But uh, anyway, uh, he, so anyway, they're going to be doing this reunion. And John Stamos has said that he'd be more than happy to step in. And it's already drawing some shade from Chachi saying, you know, basically kind of, I've, I don't, I've got to look up his words exactly, Scott Baio's words, but he. I'm, I'm pretty uh, sure, I'm pretty sure it wasn't, uh, I'm pretty sure they weren't, they weren't, uh, you know, kind words, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming. Yeah, this, this is what he says. This is what Hollywood has come to. Hashtag shameful. Liberals are desperate. So basically he's saying that Stamos is desperate. In my opinion, hey, I give it to the Full House star for jumping, jumping into it. An opportunity for him. So why not? You know, um, so anyway, that's the latest story. And it's all leading up to uh, the election, which is what, less than two weeks away. Right, guys? Yeah. And I mean, here's here's the thing. I, I just uh, <laughs> what happened to Chachi? I mean, come on. What happened? What happened to Charles? OK, it's all new and low. Jeremy, can, can you can you weigh in on this? I mean, what happened to Scott? Come on. I honestly, when it comes, Scott and I don't talk politics. You know, we go back a very long way, and uh, I've been a part of his his charity organization for his daughter for a very long time. And uh, it's not a subject I discuss with him or his wife, because we have very, 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 very different beliefs and ways of looking at things. And. Um, you know, I, I respect Scott for making the choice not to do it. If that's what he believes, fine. Um, but if you're going to choose not to do it because of your political beliefs, then you really don't have any reason to bitch if somebody steps mm-hmm. up to fill in your place. Right. You know, that's just that's pretty basic. You chose not to be a part of this. So what's your problem? Mm-hmm. You had an opportunity. You could have done this. Yep. So you chose not to. That's True. it's that's it. That's the end of the argument right there. But he's been just he's been very, very, very verbal. You know, he's one of the first celebrities, you know, or you know, people with a name who really stepped up publicly and started backing Trump back before, you know, the 2016 mm-hmm. election. And He's taken a lot of flack for it. He's gotten death threats. He's had to get security for his family. He's had a lot of issues with it. But, you know, it was his belief. He chose to go to the forefront for it. And, you know, unfortunately, it's just gotten worse and worse. You know, um, it's it's I'm not criticizing Scott in particular for it. It's happening all over the country. You know, literally people on the left, people on the right, everybody has gotten so vicious and so vehement. I mean, mm-hmm. the country's still, divided. It's completely divided. And yeah. you know me, I'm still I'm still a balanced guy. I'm still a guy Likewise. who wants to work with everybody, Same. talk to everybody and Except for me. Well, yeah, but I've had to put up with you for so long. Can anybody blame me? <laughs> you can't quit me. You just can't quit me, bro. Okay? Don't, that's just, don't, that's go just don't go there. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it, it's it's crazy because you're totally right, Jeremy. And, you know, it it sucks that we're living in this type of uh, th- this type of environment currently. 
And it gets even worse. It gets even worse mm-hmm. when, when elections come. That's why I've been saying it for the longest time. I cannot wait for this election to be over with already. So we could finally find out where we're going to be at. Like, what's the next four years going to look like? How's it going to be? Some sort of projection, some sort of, some sort of, you know, something, you know, mm-hmm. right. Cause right now we're, we're in limbo. I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> granted, the coronavirus couldn't have hit at a worst year in a worst year, an election year, but it has. And right now it just seems like everything is in chaos, complete, right. utter chaos, whether the, you're right wing, whether you're left wing, doesn't matter. It's chaotic right now. And, mm-hmm. it you know, it's hit every every single you know, every single uh, facet of the entertainment industry. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, we you have division in the entertainment industry. Something something that, to be honest, I never thought I'd see. I thought, you know, actors, they all stick together. They all, you know, band together. But no, there's definitely division amongst them as well. And it's just, it's crazy to see. It's, you know, you'd think that actors would be neutral or would remain neutral or at least not be so vocal. But... I mean, they've been like actors have been encouraged to uh, to use their popularity, their fame to go ahead and endorse or or endorse actually to go ahead and endorse politics. Mm -hmm. And that's something that it's 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 a very thin line, because if you're, for example, if you're Scott Baio. I mean, and you endorse one side, the other side's going to hate you. You're going to lose fans, but they don't care apparently. I mean, until, you know, it starts hurting their, their pockets. That's when they start caring. So it's, it's one of those things. And if you're, and likewise goes for the other side too. If you're, if you're John Stamos or any other liberal actor, it's the other side's going to go ahead and basically shun you. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's, it's, it's a double-edged sword and it's difficult for anybody to actually, for anybody that's, you know, uh, in in a position of of popularity or anything like that, to voice their opinion because, unfortunately, you're damned if you are and if you and you're damned if you're not. Well, here's so. the thing with that, Lonnie. You being, <laughs> you know, having the background you do, you can mm-hmm. comment on this as well. But sure. you know, the fact is, the fact is, actors, entertainers, musicians, they have all been encouraged for so long to use their platform, their popularity to make a difference, to do something mm-hmm. good, to help out with worldwide issues, things affecting many, many people. Mm-hmm. The, the, as Xander said, there is a thin line between that and then becoming more vocal in politics and so on. But. As an entertainer, you really are damned if you do, damned if you don't. If there is an issue that you feel strongly about and you don't speak up and stand up and say something, you are then ridiculed. You are then a coward. You are then, you know, Mm -hmm. but if you do stand up, well, you're a you're a Hollywood lib. You're a this, that, you know, it's you are completely damned if you do, damned if you don't. And people want to know, you know, Mm -hmm. why aren't you talking up about the homeless situation? Why aren't you talking up? about, mm-hmm. you know, the, the racial injustice. Why aren't you talking? Mm-hmm. And no matter what you do, no matter what you say, you're going to be wrong. If you stay silent, you're wrong. Mm-hmm. If you speak, you're wrong. It's mm-hmm. a, it's an absolute rock in a hard place. It really is. And you know what? I'm, I, I'm really a big on letting people be true to who you are. So there is a part of me that appreciates Scott Baio for keeping it real. 
You know what I mean? I mean, I though I do not, uh, I don't share the same beliefs as him. I appreciate him for just keeping it real because nowadays it isn't popular to support uh, the the man who's in office right now. It is not a popular thing, and so for well, it him, depends. It depends on who you are. Yeah, well, yeah. You know, it just it depends. It depends on where you lean towards. You I know, say in Hollywood. Let me yeah, just, you know, in Hollywood, it's not popular. True. So, so for for someone to you know be to work, I don't know what Scott's doing now, you guys, but to work in the entertainment business and to be conservative in your views when it you know and lean more not to toward, be outspoken conservative. Yeah, being outspoken, it's not a popular thing right now because I do think there are a lot of people probably in the closet <laughs> who are just afraid to talk about it because it, things are so divisive right now. So just the, the fact that he's he is outspoken about it, I mean, I kind of like, it makes things interesting because there aren't that many people speaking out the way that he, he is, as, as outspoken as he is. I mean, you know, it's at at the end of the day, I mean, you you have to have an opinion and he shared his. We know his opinion. We know uh, we know exactly what his opinion is and where, you know, he stands. And it's just it's, you know, I mean, it's an opinion. Um, It's not a popular one obviously, but for him to go ahead and for Scott Bayo to go ahead and just go and, and just pretty much throw shade back. I mean, come on, that's, 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 <laughs> that's being a little bit childish. You yeah. know, I mean, I mean, it, it, that's the only thing I don't like about uh, these, these, uh, you know, when it comes to politics, the, just the bashing of each, uh, of each uh, uh, political stance, like whether you're left, whether you're right i mean the, the right calls uh uh you know uh, uh the 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 left libertards the the left calls the right trump tards i mean it, it's just it's just stupid bashing going back and forth it makes no sense whatsoever i mean you know and and it's just and it's like you know what just you stand for your political opinion go for it that's fine but there's no need to be name calling each other Right. I mean, you don't agree. Fine. No one's ever going to agree on anything. That's never going to happen. You know, if you think that that's actually going to happen, think again. That's never going to happen. I mean, you have another you have another person that also got shunned a little bit in the entertainment industry, which is James Woods. Mm-hmm. You know, James Woods is a hardcore Republican and mm-hmm. kind of a I mean, from what I understand, from what I heard, he's kind of a jerk, too, in real life. I but, will have a comment on that. Um, <laughs> there are a lot of well-known con- conservative actors and actresses. There are a lot of people who it's it's a, a very well-known fact that that is kind of how yep. they lean. That is who they have supported. Um James Woods in particular has always been very vocal, but James Woods has always been very vocal about everything. He's a very abrasive person. Many people would call him a dick. Mm-hmm. He's has many, many stories throughout the industry of people not being very happy with working with him. While he is a brilliant actor who I've loved in many, many, many mm-hmm. things. Agreed. I have never heard a lot of great stories from people who worked with him. Um, 
So, and I don't mean as being a bad person, just being a very aggressive, um, very confrontational type person. Mm -hmm. And so him speaking out and being so vocal doesn't really shock me. He's always been kind of in your face. Well, I mean, and that's the reason why so many people can't stand the guy on social mm -hmm. media from what I've seen. There's a lot of people that mm -hmm. I pretty much told him to, you know, go F himself and this, that, and the other. So, I mean, but in this particular case involving Scott Bayo, I mean, it's just, it is, it, famous words, it is what it is. It is what it is. And well, like I said, if, if, if they chose to exclude him, for that reason, I could see why he'd be upset. Of course, yeah. But they're raising money. But they're raising money, you guys, for the Wisconsin Democratic Party. I'm thinking Scott probably doesn't want to raise money for that party with this which, reunion. <laughs> which I absolutely understand, but unfortunately, he's in the major minority with that cast and the people who are trying to put it together. Um, again. I can see where that would be. They probably knew he would not be a part of it with them doing mm -hmm. that. I mean, that's got to be pretty obvious considering his stance has been so cut and dry. Um, mm -hmm. But again, it's still his choice at the end of the day not to be a part of it. Right. But I mean, it's it's one of those things, too, that I also look at it is that they knew that he wasn't going to be a part of it. And so why why go ahead and do something like that where you know that one of the main characters of an iconic historic television series was gonna was was obviously not gonna be a part of that because of his oh, political stance. True, but Xander, I'll just play the devil's advocate with that. Why not move forward with it? Why let one person keep you if you're passionate? And I don't know these people, so I you know I'm just gonna say I don't know where they all really stand. But why let one castmate keep you from raising money during one of the most important elections of our time in a battleground state? And I have to ask, do we know, is is Henry going to be a part of this? Is Henry Winkler I, going to be a part of this? I think so. Because here's the thing. Henry is one of those lifelong Hollywood conservatives that I've been talking about. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. Now, he's not a hardcore right winger or anything like that, but he has been a fairly well-known conservative guy for a long time. So mm -hmm. I'd be very interested to hear if he is involved because, again, whether you're conservative or not does not mean you support Trump or don't. Right. I, mean, I would imagine. So. Kind of along with that, you guys, which this kind of ties in to this story in a sense that because a lot of people who were conservative, a lot of um, actors and people in the entertainment business who were, who did lean more conservative, who voted for McCain, have changed their stance. One of them being, which just came out today, Jennifer Lawrence has been very, very vocal about it. Um, she said Donald Trump's presidency has changed uh, her policies. Um, then she voted for McCain, but after Donald Trump, and though though her fiscal, from what I read, 
her uh, fiscal policies, what she supports, leans more conservative. Socially is what she's been most concerned about. And I think when, that's and, and I think that's and I, and I don't mean to cut you off your line, but I think that's what mm-hmm. a lot of people yep. are, are mainly leaning towards is the social impact of mm-hmm. this uh, of this seat of this presidential seat. And uh, they've seen that in the past four years, obviously, this president has divided uh, socially a lot of people, uh, you know, in in this country. And that's what a lot of people are, are still kind of fearful of, that this will continue for another four years and it'll get worse as the years go by. Oh, to answer your question, Jeremy, this is according to a couple of articles I'm seeing online. Henry Winkler, uh, Fonzie, uh, is one of the original stars who's set, who's set to take part in this on Sunday. I had a feeling. I, yeah, I had a feeling he would. I mean, I absolutely no, love can, to hear that. Sorry to interrupt. Yeah, how, how can you have happy days without Fonzie? There's no right? way. There's no way. Hey, you know, hey. I mean, you can't well, have it without Fonzie. I was. Let me say as well. And again, this is not in any way being mean to Scott, but although Chachi was an important character later in the show, mm-hmm. Chachi was not an original character. True. Mm-mm. Chachi was an add-in. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you from our show, Ashley Johnson, who played Chrissy, our little sister, who was an add-in at the end of our, our run the last three years, uh-huh. is regularly left out of these kinds of things because she was not an original cast member. When they Mm -hmm. talk about reunion things, not reboots, but like just these little reunion things like that, or the, you know, Mm -hmm. 35th anniversary type things. And she's never invited. Mm -hmm. I was, and I was one of the only cast members who always kind of fought for her to be included, but the producers of these things, they never wanted her as a part of it because she wasn't one of the original members. I didn't agree with that. I didn't like it, but that's just the way it was. So mm-hmm. I can see where maybe they're a little more willing to move forward without him because although he was an important character, he was not an original character. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but it still sucks though. I mean, I still, every time you tell me that Ashley's not included, it's like, really? That's just not right. <laughs> I mean, Told you I don't like it. I have yeah, I have been the right. one who every single time asked the producers, you know, have you contacted Ashley? You know, can we include her in the and mm-hmm. you know, I'm I run up against a brick wall every single time. Mm. Well, that's a, that's a, that's the a story. That's a whole different story for another time on that. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, no, inter- again, interesting story on the whole Scott Bayo and uh, and the whole reunion thing. You know, that's 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 a that's definitely a very very interesting and yet and yet kind of sad story too. Because I mean, unfortunately, Chachi, the original Chachi, is not going to be on there. But let's uh, let's go ahead and uh, and 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 wish that uh, group well this. Summer. Sunday, you know, John Stamos will probably do a great job uh, playing that role. So, you know, I mean, that'll be interesting to see. Uh, but we do have a lot of other entertainment news coming up, uh, starting with uh, Fast and Furious franchise to end with 11th film and Justin Lin is directing. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about that. 
In sports, the Dodgers continue to, uh, you know, head to, you know, head even further into the World Series as they win game one against the Tampa Bay Rays. We'll talk a little bit about that. And in video game news, Assassin's Creed gets DLC. Uh, well, they will be getting one of the DLCs is going to be including uh, a trip to both uh, both uh, France and uh, Italy, I believe. Or I'm sorry, for, to, to, to both uh, Ireland and Paris. So that's going to be interesting right there. We'll talk a little bit about that. But first, let's get start the show off right with a little bit of finally from CC Peniston right here on the Xander Effect.
Yo, 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 this is Jason, and you're listening to The Xander Effect. Why don't you guys tune in and tap in for me one time? Karina Dolls, You On Me, right here on The Xander Effect. 
In entertainment news, looks like the Fast and the Furious franchise will be coming to an end after the 10th and and 11th and final films uh, are are done. And Justin Lin will be directing both of them. Now, Justin Lin has directed many of the other uh, Fast and the Furious uh, films. He directed the third, fourth, fifth, sixth, and ninth Fast and the Furious films. So uh, it, it's it's a long time running, but um, looks like uh, Dominic Toretto is finally going to pull over in his in his in his vehicle and start walk away from the racing circuit. We're going to have to find out how that goes. Obviously, uh, the the tenth film was supposed to be was supposed to premiere this year, but unfortunately, because of coronavirus, they had to go ahead and postpone the the premiere of the movie, uh, which stars. Uh, Vin Diesel and John Cena. Uh, John Cena plays uh, Dominic Toretto's uh, brother, uh, which is very interesting. Actually, I kind of I'm curious to see exactly how that whole thing transpired. But um, yeah, it's it's definitely uh, it's definitely a movie to watch, and you know, it finally comes to an end. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't necessarily mean that uh, that the Fast and the Furious franchise is coming to an end, because there will be spinoffs of different characters. Obviously, we already saw one spinoff, which is Hobbs and Shaw, uh, starring Dwayne Johnson and Jason Statham, which I freaking love. That movie was hilarious and awesome to watch. Also, also the villain, uh, Edris Alba, was in that one, and he did an incredible job as a villain. Uh, So it's... it's, they definitely know what they're doing when it comes to, to spinoffs. Not many people could pull it off, but the Fast and the Furious franchise definitely are able to. So I'm curious to see what other spinoffs they're going to kind of uh, pull out of uh, the Fast and the Furious. I mean, there, there was also, I mean, we got to remember one other thing too. I mean, I don't know if anybody saw the movie uh, Bad Boys for Life, but uh, you know, spoiler alert, just in, case, just, spoiler alert, just in case you haven't seen it, but at the yeah. end, we find out that uh, Will Smith's character, uh, Mike Laurie, has a, has a son. And uh-huh. at, in, the, in the end credits it seems that he's going to recruit his son to help him fight crime, I guess. So right. they might want to, that could be a spinoff to a different uh, movie involving uh, Mike Laurie's uh, son and just continue on the Bad Boys franchise from there. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, the, the television series spinoff, which is called, uh, which was called uh, LA's Finest, uh, got the axe from Fox, uh, which starred... Um, which starred uh, Jessica Alba and um, and and uh, uh, Gabrielle Union and Gabrielle Union. We all know she played uh, Marcus, uh, which is uh, which is uh, Martin Martin uh, Martin's uh, 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 sister. Girlfriend. No sister, sister, actually yeah. his sister, actually sister. In, in in the Bad Boys in Bad Boys Two. Uh, uh-huh. So she got her own spinoff called Ellie's Finest with Jessica Alba, but that was canceled, unfortunately. Uh, so it didn't do too well. So I don't know. Who knows if they if after that spinoff, there might they might be hesitant on doing another one on Bad Boys, but definitely uh, they're going to be doing spinoffs off of uh, the Fast and the Furious franchise, which I think is is pretty cool actually because you know you, you got to love that crazy action packed type of movie. People love it. It's run for a long time. I mean, I I I've caught a couple of them here and there. I have to say though, I miss Paul Walker. So I'm not as excited about it as when I when I knew that he was involved in it. Mm-hmm. God rest his soul. So I, you know, it is what it is. I do think there'll be spinoffs for sure. 
I'm going to have to be negative Nelly here. Of course you are. Why does that not surprise me ever? (laughs) Well, it's, you know me, man. I'm, I'm a big fan of original work. And to me, they were beating a dead horse three movies before yeah. Paul passed away. And now without him, they're still beating a dead horse. I've, I'm, I've been done with this franchise for a while. <laughs> I have not seen anything that they've done. I mean, I've watched them, but I haven't seen anything that I enjoyed in, in many, many, many years. Um, I know a lot of people love it. Of course, they're making money hand over fist with this franchise. So why would they stop but as a fan i'm just like dear lord do something else please you know please well, i mean did you, did, you you. Like, did you like hobbs and shaw it was okay it was fine wow you didn't even like hobbs and shaw that's a spinoff that's not even part of the fast and Furious franchise it, it was all right i mean it was what it was what it was it was a, a goofy action film you know, it was, it was nothing can, special to me. How can you not like fast, freaking awesome vehicles that they use and everything? I mean, granted, I'll, I'll be I'll be honest with one I'm, thing. I'm sorry, I like story. I like they great do overkill it. Yes, I know. I, I like you know the things that make film great. There's a yes. place for action films, but dear lord, come on already. Yes, I know. They 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 tend to go ahead and and and. Instead of story, they fill it with a lot of action adventure, which is kind of annoying. I, I, I won't, I won't, uh, I won't deny that. Um, you know, it, but but still, it's fun to watch. You know, like, like I said, there's obviously a reason people are still going and they're still making them. I just don't see. It's just not for me at this point. I was a yeah. big fan. I, of I would be curious to know. Most of their viewers or supporters are they guys within a certain age period? who love just seeing somebody driving these amazing cars. You know what I mean? Like, I one, I'm just curious to know who is going primarily to see the Fast and Furious movies. Is it families, young guys? No, definitely not families. They're talking about, we're talking about young people, guys, yep. guys. you know, I mean, that's, that, that's what I've seen in the movie theaters whenever I go. Um, okay. And of course you have the ladies that go to go watch, you know, to go watch. Well, some, mm-hmm. some of the ladies go and watch because of the cars and everything. Some others go and watch because of the people that are starring in it, the you know, yeah. exactly. So, I mean, it's, 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 mm-hmm. it's half and half on that one. Um, right. But uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely, you know, it, I, I don't know. I, I guess, I guess because the stories have gotten kind of crazy. I'm cu- just morbid curiosity. I want to see why suddenly Dominic Toretto has a brother. Where has this guy been in the past few uh, franchises? You know, I'm. I'm also. I also heard too that they were going to uh, have Paul Walker's brother, uh, one of his brothers that looks exactly like him, oh, yeah. uh, uh, play the part of 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 um, of 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 uh, his character in the movie and um, of Brian. And, uh, you know, so I'm curious to see that as well, to see if they're actually going to do that. I mean, if they do, I'm curious to see the, the reaction of the crowd. Mm-hmm. You've got to exactly be real careful that. doing that. You've yeah. got to be real careful anytime I mean, the, you do something like that. You have to yeah, be very sensitive it, it, will come, about it could come across as manipulative. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 kind of it's kind of interesting that they that they were even talking about that because I'm just like, huh? How are the people going to react when they see that? Like, what kind of emotional, oh, uh, what kind of a, a, a emotional um, 
God, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, emotional uh, reaction are they going to get from the audience seeing somebody that looks exactly like somebody that just passed away? Mm-hmm. You know, and and it's crazy too because I, I, I man, I can never, I'm, I'll never forget the day that it happened too because it turns out that the guy that was driving the vehicle where Paul uh, passed away, mm-hmm. he is that he was actually a former friend of a cousin of mine. Uh, wow. us was the driver and uh, I, I was when he told me about it, I was like you gotta be kidding me he's like yeah you know he's a friend of mine and I was like was he always into vehicles he's like yeah you know I mean him and his family they always were into cars and this that and the other and mm-hmm. you know apparently his, his family kind of you know as soon as they they reach some sort of level of fame they kind of you know stop talking to them and which kind of sucks too i'm like that's kind of messed up uh but that's but that's their side of the story that's what they say um but uh but yeah i mean it's it's just crazy to that we heard of such a talented person uh pass away Mm -hmm. in such a tragic way um but uh to have him being replaced or not really replaced, but have a stand and looks like him. That's going to be kind of strange for a lot of people. Yeah, I mean that's just that's just weird. For me, it's I, I, I if they decided to move forward with that, I can't really understand what they're doing from a, a filmmaker's perspective. Um, you know, if you have a character who, let's say, Paul Walker had chosen to walk away from the franchise for a bit. Mm -hmm. You do this kind of thing and you bring back a central star. But you've spent two movies now moving away from his character because you had to. And now you're going to bring that character back kind of out of nowhere just to bring his brother in to do this kind of... I don't know, nostalgic kind of a thing. I don't know. I don't like it. Um, it it seems like mm-hmm. they're just trying to throw that in for no. I mean, it it doesn't seem to fit. It doesn't seem to fit the narrative of what they were trying to do with the films. And to me, you don't do that with a lookalike. If you're gonna, yeah. you bring back a character because you can bring back that character. So. That's just not something they can do because Paul is not with us anymore. So mm-hmm. I, I don't really like this move. I, it doesn't make sense to me as a filmmaker. Um, I mean, you know, we'll, we'll just have to see and find out to see if they actually will go through with this or if they already have. We'll, we'll you know, I mean, we still have to see the new movie and see if they reference Brian or if they, mm-hmm. you know, have a, maybe a telephone conversation. Because again, a lot of uh, in the Fast Furious Nine, the the latest installment of the franchise, they did have Paul Walker's brother do a lot of stand-ins uh, because Paul Walker actually died uh, in the middle of filming, right? And yeah. they needed a lot of stand-ins. They need to like rearrange a lot, which they did a great job of that too. And, I'm, and, I'm like, I can help. That's a different thing, you know, and that's Mm -hmm. great that they were able to do that to be able to finish the production that he had been a part of. But again, now that they've moved past that, just bringing him back, it's it feels very, very forced. Mm -hmm. 
Well, I guess we're going to have to find out as soon as uh, Fast and Furious 10, uh, you know, airs. I think it's going to be, I think it's next year that they that they postponed yeah. it to next year. And, of course, Fast and Furious 11, right after that, that's going to be the last one. I'm curious to see how it all ends. So mm-hmm. we'll have to find out about that. In other entertainment news, looks like the it looks like Willow is getting a sequel series and uh, Disney Plus said it's officially a go. John uh, M. Chu is set to direct. Uh, Ron Howard is actually going to be involved in this project as well. He's he's uh, he's executive producer alongside uh, original star Harwick Davis is also going to be the executive producer. And Harwick is also reprising his role as Willow Youthgood. Uh, so that's going to be interesting. And I mean, <laughs> here's the thing. I'm just I'm just seeing this from a perspective of Hollywood. You're running out of ideas. <laughs> That's the bottom line. I mean, you are you are bringing back movies from the 80s to try to go ahead and you know put them like they were they were done for a reason. They were done in its time, and it's time to move on. Time to get something new out. Um, I'm not so sure about this. I'm not too sure. I mean, granted, it's not a reboot, but I don't know. I'm just, I'm just not too sure about this. I mean, I mean, Jeremy, what, what are your thoughts on this one? Uh, I, I, I kind of leaning towards how you're leaning here. I'm not real <laughs> sure about this one. Um, it's not that Willow wasn't a great film, but it was a film for its time. And I can't really say that any of my friends from that era have ever said to me, I wonder what Willow's up to now. <laughs> I mean, that's just, I'm sorry. That's, it's never come up. It's never, it's not anything anybody's wondering. So why do we need this? Why? Because they've run out of ideas. And in a moment, I'm going to tell you why does plus is on my shit list at the moment so wow like that oh like that okay let's get into it for the very first time in the history of peanuts the great pumpkin charlie brown will not be shown on broadcast television because apple decided it will only be shown on apple plus i saw that yeah i read about that i was gonna actually talk about that but i don't know if you were gonna like literally literally children across the world who have been watching this with their families, families who have shown this to their kids, to their grandkids, are not going to be able to do it because those greedy bastards decided it can only be shown on Apple+. Plus. Wow. I, as a part of that cast, as a part of that community, I am absolutely offended. It is a absolute travesty. You've taken away a national treasure, something it that means a treasure. lot to a lot of people. You have taken it away because you are greedy bastards. Mm-hmm. Well, tell us well, how you really feel. Yeah. And <laughs> that was me sugarcoating it. So. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I, I don't know, Lonnie. Did you ever? Did you ever see this movie? I, you know what, you guys? I, I did not. So see, Lonnie's I, too cool for school, guys. Lonnie <laughs> is way too cool for school. Okay, she's so wait, she's, she's, the, she's the she's the she's the cool one out of the both of us here. You're talking about Willow, right? Not, we're nerds. No, you're you're talking about Willow, not the Charlie Brown Christmas. No, we're talking, no, no, we're about, talking about Willow. Willow. Okay, yeah, talking about Willow, because Charlie Brown Christmas, I agree with Jeremy. That's a classic. Like, everyone but should see that. It's great, it's great Pumpkin. Um, oh, it's a great Pumpkin. Actually... Oh, my bad. That one, too. 
Yeah, and Everybody. I mean, but but she did. But see, but see, Jeremy, she didn't see Willow. We're the only two nerds here. I didn't well, see Willow, but you guys, since you guys were talking about it, because this is just the journalist in me, I like <laughs> looked up what it was about and everything. I remember <laughs> it, and uh, and I'm like looking up, and I'm like, oh, this sounds really cool. It's about. Uh, the theme centers around believing in your own will and your power and inner magic. So you know what? I actually probably would go see it. Well, I mean, you, you, you can actually rent it, I think, because yeah, it's a movie it. too. So and, it's really you know, and unlike Jeremy, you know, hating on Disney Plus, I'm loving Disney Plus right now because right? of because of Blackest King, Beyonce's Blackest King, which by the way, I absolutely loved. The Mandalorian. <laughs> I love the Mandalorian. Yeah, so you know. But then again, I'm a Star Wars nerd. What can I say? Again, I'm a nerd, okay? <laughs> Don't judge me. Uh, only Jeremy can judge me. And he judges me all the time. So that's it's okay. my job. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so no, but I mean, well, like like I said, it's uh so far it's a go for Willow on Disney Plus. And uh yeah, I'm not uh, I'm, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see what kind of reviews it gets once it's done and it's out there and yeah, I'm again I'm still not too sure about that one, but uh we'll see what happens. In other entertainment news. This is a funny one. Miley Cyrus says that she was chased by a UFO and uh, made eye contact with an alien that really, quote, effed her up. She was on, uh, she was, uh, she had a chat with Rick Owens for an uh, interview uh, on Monday, and she basically opened up, uh, opened up about her belief in alien life forms. She said, quote, I was driving through San Bernardino with my friend, and I got chased down by some sort of UFO. I'm pretty sure, <laughs> this is the funny part, I'm pretty sure about what I saw, but I'd also bought weed wax from a guy in a van in front of a taco shop. So it could have been the weed wax. You think? <laughs> um, she goes on to say, but the best way to describe it is a flying snowplow. Hmm, Miley, you, you think maybe you were staring at an actual snowplow? <laughs> Drugs are a hell of a thing. Wow. I mean, Jiminy I mean, Christmas. <laughs> I mean, she she went in and she continued on. It had this big plow in the front of it and was glowing yellow. I did see it flying and my friend saw it too. There were a couple of other cars on the road and they also stopped to look. So I think what I, uh, what I saw was real. I was shaken for like five days. It effed me up. Yeah. <laughs> all I'm saying is, okay, Miley, that's all. Uh-huh. I, there's not much you can say to that. I mean, I okay. I am I am not a <laughs> alien person, but I am also a person who believes that you'd have to be fairly arrogant mm-hmm. say that we are absolutely the only life form in this gigantic Agreed. universe of ours. Yeah. I think that's a rather arrogant uh, point of view. I, I, I allow for the possibility because mm-hmm. the sheer infiniteness of every of our universe is just 
amazing. So same here, same here. Yeah, but my I'm first not, job. Go on, Jerry. No, go I was on. just gonna say, but I'm not a. I mean, I have friends who are very, very into that world. Oh um, yeah, my sister is. She she's in in her life. She's seen probably UFO. She sees UFOs every day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm not gonna, do, you know, and I'm not going to say that she doesn't see them. Who am I to say she hasn't seen them? Mm-hmm. I agree with you. <laughs> I mean. There's also it, it still goes on though, guys. Oh Lord! Oh, there's more. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh she, man. She continues to say, "quote I didn't feel threatened at all, actually, but I did see a being sitting in the front of the flying object. It looked at me, and we made eye contact. And I think that's what really shook me, looking into the eyes of something that I couldn't quite wrap my head around." Yeah. Mm. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> but wow. you know what? You know what's funny about this whole situation is that actually over the weekend, Demi Lovato also uh, took to Instagram to describe a trip that she had to the desert, resulting in making uh, contact with aliens as well. Mm. And she went ahead and she said, quote, over the past couple of months, I have dug deep into the science of consciousness and experienced not only peace and serenity like I've never known before, like I've never known, but I also have witnessed the most incredibly profound sightings both in the sky as well as feet as feet away from me. Wow. This is starting to get kind of like, what the, what? Well, I mean, they're starting to sound like those crazy people that uh, that got abducted by aliens. Like, it's, it's funny because my mom, God rest her soul, she used to say to me, do you honestly think that if a person was abducted, that they would even, like, pe- real people that have really been abducted would actually mm-hmm. go out and say anything about that? They would think that they're crazy. Come on. Right. Doesn't make any sense. But apparently, I don't know. I don't know. Jeremy, what are your thoughts? When I hear the words science of consciousness, the first thing I think is, okay, what hallucinogenics were you on? <laughs> um, I'm, I'm just being serious. because Well, that Demi is- can't be on anything like that because she actually just uh, she got clean because she overdosed. Not too long ago. Uh, well, so um, she's actually let clean. Me, let, let me yeah. um, let me point something out here. While she might be clean from whatever she was dealing with, there are multiple ways of thinking right now, especially with this school of consciousness type stuff, that people use hallucinogenics in detox. People use hallucinogenics in treatments. Mm-hmm. People are, they're actually doing a study right now and it's actually showing a lot, I mean, a lot of um results is they're treating schizophrenia and other mental diseases with psilocybin from hallucinogenic from mushrooms it's there is Mm -hmm. a a whole school of thought on this school of consciousness Mm -hmm. stuff and it derived from the timothy leary albert hoffman all those Mm -hmm. guys back in the 60s and that expanding the the consciousness of you know the inner journey all Mm -hmm. that hippie stuff Mm -hmm. so it still goes on you know it's still is a is a, a popular theory and thought process and I mean I have friends who you you know I'm I've been in recovery for a long time I have friends who are in recovery who go and do peyote ceremonies mm. you know what, real peyote ceremonies with a tribe in the tent in the whole thing you know you mean like the sweat a, yes there there's oh. a whole school of thought that hallucinogenics 
tap into something primal in us. Yeah. And, you know, and I actually you know, always want to try that too, to be Jeremy, honest. Jeremy, I actually, Gwyneth Paltrow, I forgot the name of her show that came on on Netflix or one of those, one of the channels where she had like this series and one of the segments they did was on this very subject where they had, you know, a bunch of hippie folks who were willing to try it. They made sure that it was just the right amount where they had someone witness what they what they went through and it was part of, of their journey in in healing some trauma they actually were using it to attack or address some trauma in their lives mm-hmm. so yeah. so yeah you're 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 absolutely right i just want to say this real quickly you guys fun fact when you're talking about ufos my very first job offer I got in the news business reporting, I didn't take it because I ended up getting another job that was closer to family, was a reporter job in Roswell, New Mexico. Really? <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. That's interesting. Oh, wow. <laughs> and I always think back to think, had I taken that job, like, what would, how oh, would it change? You know. And what what kind of rabbit hole might you have gone down? Exactly. <laughs> or what would you have found in that rabbit hole? Very true. <laughs> wow, that's interesting. No, I mean, I gotta say that I've I've had very very interesting experiences myself. Uh, no, I haven't I haven't gotten abducted, and I've never seen an alien in my face or anything like that. You Nothing. were probed. We know it. <laughs> you know what? That 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 hurts. In more ways than one. Did it? Um, <laughs> no, but I mean, I've seen I've seen strange things in the skies. I have. I, I used to live in uh, Bakersfield, California. Oh yeah, which is called the armpit of California, actually. Oh yeah. And um, out there, like since since it's a small town, you could actually see the night sky. And I lived in a very small town uh, that was outside of the main city of Bakersfield. It was like right. It was called Greenfield and Greenfield. It was like right before you, you actually got into the actual city. So and Greenfield was exactly that. It was a green field. There was nothing out there. Um, so you could see the night sky clearly. It's like you could see the stars, everything beautiful at night. So one night, uh, my dad and I, we were walking because we used to live in a cul-de-sac. And we were walking up the street and um, all of a sudden I look up and I see something like a fireball. It could have been a meteor, could have been something weird, but it just it just looks so like it looked metallic wow. um, as it was as, was, as, it, as the flame was coming through into the atmosphere. And I was like, what the heck was that? You know, um, and, I, and then there was another time where uh, my mom also she had she had seen an object in the sky. She pointed it out to me and I saw it, too. I mean, there's been a lot of unexplained, uh, unexplained phenomena. I actually just I actually recently uh, about a month and a half ago or so, I filmed something and I put a, I posted it on my social media on, on on Instagram of an object in the sky that was just stationary. It just stood there. It didn't go anywhere. And you know, you could go ahead and say maybe it was a drone, but it was too, I'm talking, it was really far for it to be a drone. I don't know how high drones f- go, but mm-hmm. this was, this was pretty freaking far. And it was, it was a weather balloon. You think, I don't know. I don't know. It could have been, I, I don't know, Mr. Freaking, you sure you don't work for the government? You know, trying to go ahead and give up, put up excuses. Just would, I, would I tell you if I did? Well, you would tell me, but then you'd have to kill me, right? 
Well, I've been wanting to do that for years. So. <laughs> I'd have shared that information a long time ago. The love is here, folks. <laughs> the love is truly here. So if I disappear, now you know. A confession right there. Yeah, right there. I'm the one to come look for. <laughs> we got we got all this stuff to talk about besides aliens at this point. Coming up next in sports news, the Dodgers are definitely trying to get that, uh, that World Series title. We'll talk a little bit about that. But first, here is Amanda Holly's Get It Boy right here on the Xander Effect. You stay up on my mind The reason that my heart beats If you leave up that line We got such a connection Just let the stars align Baby, make a wish and close your eyes
listening to Xander Effect. Oh boy! I'm walking down the country road, guitar in my hand. I'm always thinking to myself, will I be a famous man? Well, I'm tired of scraping for a living, I don't like it anymore. When my paycheck grosses 48 and I take home 24, 4, 4, 4, 4. You and I, we work all day, turn our daily bread. When you come home, you watch TV and then you're off to bed. You toss and turn all night long, wake up on the floor. And your wife says, what's the matter? I say, don't want to work no more. No, I don't want to work anymore. I don't like going to work at six and coming home at four. No, I don't want to work anymore. When my paycheck grosses 48 and I take home 24. Frank Mullen, don't want to work right here on the Xander Effect. In sports, the Dodgers are definitely uh, are definitely not wanting to back down. Uh, they want that title. They want it bad. Uh, 
and they're gonna get it. I have I have a feeling they're gonna get it. But uh, but the thing is that I'm a little bit concerned because they only beat Tampa Bay eight to three. That wasn't necessarily uh, the kind of win that I thought they they would have. I mean, it seems like they they barely they barely uh, got out of that alive. In my what, opinion, are you, are, what what game were you watching? I'm just saying. <laughs> what I'm just game saying, were you th- watching? Eight to three. <laughs> eight to three. Come on. Eight to three is huge. Yeah. You, have, you have Clayton Kershaw. I want more, in. damn it. Shut up. They had, Clayton Kershaw came in, picks, pitches six brilliant innings, eight strikeouts. He retires 17 of his last 18 batters. And miracle of miracles, Dave Roberts has actually learned from some of his mistakes and didn't bring him out for the seventh inning. Eight to three to me sounds more like a defensive play. Not even close, dude. We didn't have Mookie having to rob any home runs to save the game or nothing. This was a dominant win from start to finish. It really was. Our offense played long ball and small ball. It was a complete butt kicking. Do you think that they're going to continue this, though? (laughs) That's a good question. Um, Tampa is a really good team. Tampa is almost a carbon copy of the Dodgers, just a little bit less. You mentioned this before. It's the truth. That's everything they do strong Mm -hmm. is what we do strong as well. It's just they're a little, they're not quite as good at it as we are. So they are overall a brilliant team, but we have that offense and it showed last night. I do think it'll continue. I think if Dave Roberts manages to stay out of the pitcher's way and continues to learn from his previous mistakes, I think they have a really, really good shot. In fact, I would, I'd be willing to bet, like I said about the Lakers, I'd be willing to bet we win it in five. I hope they do. I, I you know, uh, this is kind of a, a sidebar story. You guys might have heard about this, but with speaking of the Lakers, uh, LeBron James is now a LA Dodgers fan. I just like put a question mark. There's an article on ESPN because uh, he's rooting for the Dodgers, which which is cool. But some people are kind of questioning it because in the past he's rooted for the Yankees. Well, yeah, he's and- a bandwagon jumper. That's all. He- <laughs> in LA, he's gonna go ahead and be a Dodger fan. Come on, right, right. You're not a well, real fan if you if you go ahead and jump the bandwagon like right, that. Right. Especially if you're coming from the Yankees. I see your point, Lonnie. That right. uh, you know, I see why people would have an issue with that. But again, on that flip side, is what do you expect him to do? He's right. in one of he's in one of the more <laughs> lo- you're you're a Laker, and you are now being associated with Los Angeles, a place right. you've only been for two years now. Mm-hmm. But if you don't step up and support that home team, you're going to get that same ridicule from the fans as, you know, why aren't you supporting the Dodgers? Why aren't you, you know, I mean, the, he's going to get backlash either way. How many, but seriously, Jeremy, how many, how many NBA players that aren't from LA that got traded here get backlash for not supporting a Los, another Los Angeles team though? How many players are LeBron? Right. Good point. Look at, I mean, that's the man. (laughs) Good point. (laughs) Since high school has been followed by every media outlet around. So it's, of course, he's going to receive more of that. And the truth is, if we were playing the Yankees, I guarantee you he'd be rooting for the Yankees. You think? I think so. Yeah, I agree with Jeremy. I think so because, I mean, at the end of the day, these guys, they're going to support the team that either. 
they're in the same city, mm-hmm. you know, playing for or with or whatever. Um, and, or, or the winning team. Or the winning team. Or, or no, or their, or their home team. Or their, or home their team. original home team. They're going to support one or the other. Like Jeremy mm-hmm. said, if they were playing the Yankees, that'd be a different story. He'd probably be rooting mm-hmm. for his home team because that's his original home team. And that's what he would say. Be like, this is my home team. But since mm-hmm. my home team isn't in the World Series, I'm going to support the team that I play alongside with here in Los Angeles, which is right. the Dodgers. So, but still, I just, nah. It's Sorry. Funny. Not going to happen. No, I don't like it. I don't like it. Yeah. No bueno, no bueno, señor. No bueno, señor. No, no, go back. <laughs> go back to Nueva York. Go ahead and have that right there and have a good time. Hey, okay. hey, for the record, he's from Ohio, but I guess that's close enough, guys. Right? Well, you, well, you got to remember, when he was growing up, the Cleveland Indians were just awful. So I can I can understand why he would have maybe gravitated towards the I mean, they tried making a movie about them. That didn't work. Oh, it was a brilliant film. It was a great movie. I love the movie. The movie was awesome. The team, not so much. Um, But but going back to the Dodgers, uh, another side note here is that Cody Bellinger has learned his lesson uh, as far as, you know, celebrating home run home runs with his uh, teammates after he dislocated his shoulder the last time that he celebrated a home run. Now he decided to switch his uh, his celebration from uh, you know from a hook arm you know high five type of thing to now a toe tap. So when he, <laughs> when he decided to go ahead and do a home when he had a home run he celebrated by a toe tap and I'm like that's a, g- smart. a gentle toe tap a gentle toe tap at that yeah because you don't <laughs> want to go ahead and just smash your toes together because there goes his foot and there goes his run so well, yeah a lot of people don't know Cody's actually dealt with this shoulder issue for a few years now okay um, he's actually had it dislocated I think he said four or five times and if you know anything about a shoulder dislocation it happens more and more frequently the more often you've had it dislocated mm-hmm. it just the the ligaments get loose everything get mm-hmm. it just it slips out more often so that's why he said he knew that oh yeah i did this but i was able to still come back in and play the last couple and he knew how his body would respond to that um but now again this is his fourth or fifth dislocation in a few years he's gonna have to do something because now the slightest little thing is going to be able to push that right out of joint I just say in professional sports overall, in any sport, these guys need to be careful with their celebrations. Anytime I see, mm-hmm. you know, football players doing, I, I don't know if we see it as much, like doing, used to see them doing flips and stuff like that and still, and, until they started giving them a penalty for too much, too much celebration. Anytime I see someone doing that, I'm always thinking, cause kind of just the worried mom in me, what if he hurt himself, you know, like his head or his neck or whatever. Well, I I agree with that completely. I mean, just Mm -hmm. a couple of years ago, it wasn't even that exuberant of a celebration. You had a quarterback and a wide receiver hook up for a touchdown, and then they ran up to each other and did just the classic old school. They both leaped and did the chest bump. Yeah. Wide wide receiver comes down on his foot and breaks his ankle. He's out for the rest of the season. See? And it was wow. just a simple, ridiculous little jump up and celebrate mm-hmm. thing. So, yeah, I mean, when you're talking about 
the amount of money that's on the line for your family, the amount of, you know, <laughs> the, the amount of prestige and everything else that comes with winning that's on the line for your team, you right. think you'd be a little careful, you know, a little more careful with that stuff. Which, yeah, your body, your body is your instrument. You can't mm-hmm. you be careful with it. Wait, was that a Dak Prescott reference? Um, no, I would not say that was a Dak reference. <laughs> Leave Dak alone. <laughs> Poor guy. I feel bad. I, I'm, I'm glad that he's recovering pretty well, though. I mean, so I may, I'm, I may hate, I may hate I the Cowboys and the Cowgirls. I, I absolutely dislike the Cowboys completely. But man, Dak is a good guy. He yeah. seems like a really good-hearted guy. Yeah, he's amazing. I don't wish any. And it's I'm, it's I'm, really I, sad to see. They may be a rival to the Packers, but I don't wish any of those players any. Ill well, I don't wish anybody any ill well. So, well, not, not except for you, Jeremy. But Thank that's you. but that's Makes beside me the feel point. Loved. <laughs> <laughs> but it's 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 the kind of ill well that I know you'll be okay with. It'll just leave you scarred. <laughs> Emotionally why. or physically, both. Because I can you use take, I can use a new one on either. Take your pick. <laughs> but anyways, well, I mean, we're gonna have to see how uh, how the Dodgers keep on going. Game two uh, against Tampa Bay is coming up, so we'll see if they continue their winning streak or if Tampa Bay a- decides to you know pick up the pace a little bit. It's gonna be a tough one tonight. Um, Blake Snell is their pitcher. He's one of the best pitchers in the league right now. And, uh, yeah, we got some good arms to go up against him. But tonight could be a tough one. Blake Snell is a great pitcher. And uh, if he's really bringing it, this could be a close one. We'll have to find out. We'll have to go ahead and watch and find out. So good luck on the Dodgers for today. In other sports news, it seems that Anderson, the spider Silva has confirmed uh, that without a doubt, and this is actually on ESPN plus 39. It's not that he is 39. He's actually 45 years old. Um, He, uh, he has announced it that, uh, you know, that basically he's retiring from the sport of UFC uh, from the, from the sport of MMA, I should say. And, uh, you know, his record is 34 in 10 in MMA and 17 and 6 in the UFC. I mean, this guy was one of the best. One of the best uh in 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 sport in sports. And I mean, I got to say that uh, you know, uh, it's 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 gonna be it's gonna be tough to 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 you know uh, fill in those shoes, but at forty five, yeah, it's kind of a tough one. I mean, he hasn't uh, fought since May of last year, uh, and he lost that one against uh, Jared Jared Cannonier. Uh and basically UFC president Dana White had said that you know that he basically wanted to gracefully uh, retire Silva. You know, do it gracefully, and it's you know, it's it's one of those things where it's tough for uh, for the president to actually see somebody have to retire. But when it's time, it's time. I mean, forty five years old, that's when things start getting a little tougher for a person, regardless of how in shape you are. I mean, Jeremy, we we've talked about this before. We've talked about mm-hmm. you know, we've talked about uh, how how Chuck Liddell came back, how all these other fighters, you know, they can make a comeback, but either it could be hit or miss, you it's- know. It's it's rarely a hit, and we all know this. I I do not like to see, especially in MMA, I do not like to see older older fighters 
pushing past what their shelf life mm -hmm. should be. It's a very dangerous sport, and I don't like seeing it in any fighting. I'm, as I said, I'm anxious to see Tyson and Roy Jones, but mm -hmm. even at that, these are two 50 plus year old men, and if they're in there Wait, throwing so like Tyson they. Tyson and Roy Jones are fighting? Tyson and Roy Jones are mm -hmm. fighting. Mm hmm. Where? They're doing, they're doing, you didn't hear about this? This is a few months ago, Lonnie. Oh my yes, God. this is going to be this is going to be coming up. It's I coming in November, it, it, November end of the month. Um, yeah, Tyson, it's a charity Roy, event. Roy Jones and Tyson are stepping into the ring, and they're both taking it very seriously. They've both been training really hard, and oh, even wow. Roy Jones. Roy Jones gave an interview, basically saying, "I I think I made a very big mistake. Mike is taking this very seriously, and we all know what he's capable of. I might be a stupid man." <laughs> and. Um, you know, these are these guys are both. This is North bad. This is a bad joke, but I would say protect those those ears. No, exactly. You know, seriously. But <laughs> you know, these are both very aged guys. I don't like yeah. seeing fighters come back and do this. The head trauma, mm -hmm. the brain trauma. It is not a good thing. Those so, seeing Anderson retire before we have to watch him go out on his back a hundred times. I like seeing that. Thank God he's saving his body, and you know he's not going to step away from the fight game completely. Completely. He's going to train people or he's going to yeah. commentate. He will be involved. I mean, I, I can honestly say that the only uh, the only person that was able to like actually come back from retirement, and this is only because he was gone for less than two years, I guess, or less than a year, something like that, and be successful in MMA was Randy Couture. He's the only one that I could see that that I could see uh, that uh, that retired and came back for one more fight. Right, but as you said, it was a very brief retirement, and I think Randy was barely north of forty at that point. Yeah, yeah, he so, wasn't he wasn't at at Silva's age. Right. I mean, he's still, but but I mean, Randy's also in freaking incredible shape. I mean, the guy is just a freaking machine. Yeah, he um, always has been. Yeah, he always has been. And but I mean, the only the the other one that I was kind of upset about, besides the Liddell Ortiz fight, the Liddell, Chuck Liddell Tito Ortiz fight, where Liddell lost, um, that I didn't agree for him to come back was because, dude, the guy's been gone for five years comes back and obviously he's gonna lose he's not in shape he's not you know he's older i mean he's it's different but the mm -hmm. only other one besides that one was matt hughes versus royce gracie i didn't like that i mean royce gracie was undefeated in the ufc why did you decide to come back i mean the money okay whatever but i mean you just ruined your perfect record you retired undefeated and granted don't get don't don't uh, don't get me wrong. When he first stepped, like when when Hoist Gracie first jam jumped into the UFC, nobody, none of the other fighters, the other fighters were all like boxers, kickboxers, what have you. Mm -hmm. None of them had experience in in uh, in in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu or mm -hmm. the actual mixed part of mixed martial arts. None of them actually knew that. That's why he was able to be so dominant in the UFC and why he was so undefeated. He comes well, back years later. So many fighters have now uh, have now studied more fighting styles to the point where they were able to get get uh, Hoist Gracie and Matt Hughes was one of those fighters. That is a big part of it. It really is the, you know, the fact that everybody had a chance to start seeing what BJJ was all about. But we have to point out that early on, UFC was created specifically to showcase the Gracie's jiu-jitsu. Mm-hmm. 
That's the whole reason UFC was started in the first place. The Gracie's father was working with the promoters to put that all on. They specifically brought in people who didn't know this style and were not familiar with it so that they could show how superior it was over other types of martial arts. But they basically sandbagged it. I mean, Hoist Gracie didn't have any real competition during that during that first couple of years i mean shamrock had him in a little bit of trouble mm. you know a couple of guys gave him a little bit of a problem for a minute and that was about it um mm-hmm. because they literally they chose people who specifically were not familiar with brazilian jiu-jitsu and seven was was definitely another threat too you know well dan but that was also now three four years into it mm. Um, when people, you know, a good wrestler like Dan has now seen what these guys are doing on the ground with their BJJ and he can kind of try and alter his game to do what he can do against them. Mm -hmm. But there were plenty of people studying Valtudo and a bunch of other Brazilian styles of martial arts that incorporated BJJ and different stuff like that. And they were specifically left out of the early ones so that the Gracies would not have more competition. So, so the Gracies can monopolize it. Exactly. So mm-hmm. I, as good as Hoist was, I am one of the first to kind of criticize and take a little bit away and say, hey, you know, yes, he was good, but when you pick 12 fighters that you know you can beat and no fighters that could give you a problem and you do this specifically, that takes away some of your accomplishment. I'm sorry. It does. That's... Um, you know, it's called cherry picking and mm-hmm. most most great champions don't do that. You know, might happen earlier in your career and all that, but at some point you gotta start fighting the best of the best. And he did that later on. I'm not taking anything away from how brilliant, you know, the Gracies were and how effective their jujitsu is. Well he put on a clinic. He absolutely did. Mm -hmm. But was he going up against the top competition at that point? Not even close. Well, I mean, you know, that's definitely that's definitely something I didn't know. Actually, I didn't know that they they specifically made it to showcase the Gracie's uh, jiu-jitsu, which that would make a lot of sense because after that, it was all about Gracie jiu-jitsu this, Gracie jiu-jitsu that. Mm-hmm. You know, it was it was pretty much that was that was the main thing. That's what that's what definitely uh, blew them up there. So yeah, I mean that that definitely makes a lot of sense. But I mean, it's again going back to Anderson Silva, you know. In a sense, I would, I would, I would have wanted to at least see one more fight in him to do what every other fighter does and announce the retirement in the octagon, basically saying, you know what, I'm putting, I'm, you know, pretty much putting mm-hmm. up the gloves, especially such a high-profile fighter as Anderson, you know, is or was. Mm-hmm. He should have at least given, been given the opportunity to do that uh, and say goodbye to the crowd, say goodbye to the fans, you know something to that effect would have been great but hey you know i mean he he's you know he just decided to do it this way so be it uh wish him nothing but the best and like you said jeremy i mean we, we definitely won't see the last of him he'll probably end up training yeah. somebody he's else stage, you guys he's like 45 but he could totally pass for all of 35 oh exactly. yeah no he, oh yeah no he's totally he's definitely uh-huh. kept himself uh kept himself well and uh-huh. uh you know again it's one of those things where he'll probably end up training the new batch of fighters mm-hmm. that will come in and probably uh also uh, uh you know want to train with him most definitely because they mm-hmm. want to be winners i mean <laughs> the guy 
the guy was just unbeatable. Like there was nothing. There's nothing many these fighters could do to beat him, uh, mm-hmm. except uh, you know uh, what was his name? Uh, Chris. Uh, Chris. Chris Weedman, thank you. Uh, I couldn't remember his last name, but Chris Weedman was the only one that was able to beat him. And man, I'll never forget mm-hmm. that fight where oh, the injury, yeah, <sighs> dude. I was sitting, oh. I was sitting oh. at the bike so down bad. in Gar- I was sitting at the bike mm-hmm. down in Gardena. We're playing poker, and the fight is on in the background. Mm. Now, I don't know if you've ever been down to the bike. They have 127 Mm. poker tables on the poker floor. Every one of them filled on a weekend night. And everybody is playing. Everybody's playing. But everybody's got an eye on the fight. Of course. And the second Anderson threw that kick and his shin Mm. wrapped around Wheatman's Mm. leg because it broke. Wow. A A room of over a thousand people went dead silent. You couldn't hear a chip, a breath, a nothing. It was like everything stopped. It was wow. so bad. I mean, I was actually at Fantasia in Burbank, uh, local pool hall, and I was watching the fight. They have a patio outside, and uh, we were all outside watching the fight out there. And they, when that happened, again, silence there, but when they did the replay in slow motion, we were like, oh my god, you hear, oh! throughout the entire freaking uh, sports bar when they saw it, what happened. I mean, Lonnie, you would have cringed to have seen oh. what we saw. It, it oh, looked I, like a cartoon. Oh, it was I know so I bad. It was yeah, his, entire, his entire bottom half of his leg snapped out. Completely, oh, oh, oh. he he broke mid shin. It was oh. horrific, and it wrapped around his opponent's shin. Ah. It was so freaking <laughs> horrifying to watch. It was one of the worst breaks I've seen in a very long time. And I've seen I have only, too. I have only seen two of that nature, <laughs> and one was Ed McCaffrey, the old Denver running back or wide receiver, father of uh, mm. the great running back now, but. He dove into the end zone, caught the touchdown, and the defensive player, he was fully vertical in the air, and the defensive player caught him in that same place right in the shin, and his Mm. leg broke just Mm. like Silva's did. Mm. And you saw it on, I mean, he's in the air, and you saw his leg fold up. And it was one of the most insane things I've ever seen live. (laughs) And you want to talk about tough. I mean, the man didn't shed a tear. They Mm. get him on the cart, they're taking him out and all he does is sit up look at the fans and give them a big thumbs up yeah and then i saw a picture i cannot remember his name and this actually ended up being a really good thing this picture mid throw had his forearm snap oof, 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 he's oof. literally oh, I saw that. in the I... middle of his delivery and as he releases the ball his forearm snaps mid forearm oh. and you just see it flop and fold oh i but, ah. but in that situation it actually turned out that he had a tumor or a leukemia or something in that spot that had weakened the bone and it ended up saving his life. Oh, wow. Because they found the problem, the cancer that had caused that problem. Oh, wow. wow. That's crazy. Well, I mean, I actually have only seen two breaks that have been that bad on live television. Uh, The only other one that I remember was Tim Sylvia. uh, And he was basically being submitted in, uh, in, uh, in an arm bar 
and he wouldn't submit until like you saw the, the close up. It got popped. His yep. entire forearm popped out. Mm. Like he they broke his he broke his uh his opponent broke his 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 arm because he wouldn't tap. Finally when he broke it, he tapped. <laughs> obviously. Um but the only other time that I saw another break, and this one was something that I was like, no, this can't be. I was watching uh I was watching WWE SmackDown uh with a friend. And uh, and uh, the late great Eddie Guerrero, mm, actually, Eddie, he actually went ahead and did his patented frog splash on his opponent when he landed. His entire elbow went out of place completely, and wow. my friend noticed it, and she was like, "He broke his arm." I was like, "No, nah, that's just that's just that's just wrestling. That's not real." Blah blah blah. And like, no, you, look at the replay. I saw it. I was like, "Oh shit." Shoot, he did break his arm. Sure wow. enough, yeah, like his entire bone popped out. Like it was so weird how how it popped out. And yeah, I've only seen those types of breaks like that. They're, they're very cringeworthy to see. I'm like, oh, that's just so bad. But yeah, um, but yeah, you know, lots of lots of love and lots of love to Anderson the Spider Silva. You know, wish him well. I hope that uh, he does well in his next uh, phase of his life. I'm sure that uh, you know. I mean, he's got he's definitely Hall of Fame bound. Oh yeah, um, that's not even that. a question. Yeah, he definitely deserves the Hall of Fame in the UFC because the guy is a legend in the sport. One of the many legends in the sport so you know uh happy to hear that he's retiring at a very good age mm-hmm. uh still a little bit late in his age because he should have retired a long time ago uh but still happy that he finally decided to hang up the gloves and move forward in yep. other sports news a pregnant woman runs a mile in less than six minutes one week before her due date i wow. mean this this uh, this young woman is her name is McKenna Myler. Uh, she's twenty years twenty eight years old years old, and she runs with Valor Track Club in Orange County, California. I mean, she the she ran uh, one mile in five minutes and twenty five seconds while she was pregnant. Now. You know, you may you may ask if this is safe for a woman to do, and a, according to according to uh, her doctors, it's perfectly safe. Uh, mm-hmm. Her doctors went ahead and and basically, uh, her doctor is Dr. Danielle Jones, and mm-hmm. said, "quote For my patients in general, I tell them that they can continue doing anything that they were doing before pregnancy as long as it remains comfortable and doesn't cause any pain." Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it, it's it's. Uh, it's crazy because I mean, well, she continues to say you don't see it a lot because most people get uncomfortable with uh, by the third trimester and aren't wanting to run a five minute mile. But there's definitely people out there who can comfortably continue that in their pregnancy. So it's actually it's actually safe. I didn't think it would be. I, I honestly didn't think it would be because of all the shaking and you know the 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 gyrating from their body when they when they run and everything. I didn't think it was safe, but apparently it's perfectly safe. I mean, this woman did a week before she before her due date so that's that's incredible to say that actually puts me to shame because that that gives me no excuse to not run Um, (laughs) so (laughs) looking at that i'm like yeah there's no excuse for me to be lazy and be Mm -hmm. fat um i should be running um (laughs) but um but yeah, no, I mean, she's uh, apparently she wants to go ahead and represent uh, the U.S. in the Olympics and yeah. she didn't stop. She she continued on. And uh, yeah, she said that basically, you know, it was more weight on her 
Mm-hmm. But I would think that just like anybody would wear weights on their ankles to give them yeah. more speed, I think this would kind of count as the same thing. And after she has, you know, after she has her baby, she's probably going to run it even faster because yeah. this is more more strength training basically for her legs. I would imagine. I- Absolutely. I mean, I think it's just individual from just uh, the stories I've heard um, anecdotally and then also just um, from science and from doctors. But didn't uh, Serena Williams, wasn't she pregnant when she was playing uh, the one match where she won? I don't think she was as far along, but it came out later on that she actually um, was expecting. Uh, yeah, um, I think she, that was earlier this year. Um, yeah, because she, I don't think she's given birth yet, so that was uh-huh. that was recent. Um, but yes, I did hear about that. Yeah, Serena Williams was um, when her first child that she has now. Um, oh, okay. When, when she uh, when but early on when she uh, she was expecting, um, and she won one uh, one of the big matches, if not the French Open, Wimbledon, one of those two while she was pregnant. I don't recall hearing that one. That's really awesome. That's crazy. Yeah, I, I'm but just... I, I can say from... Um, sorry to cut you off there. Uh, having been around when my... You know, being older when my mom had my two younger brothers, my two youngest brothers, and my friends who have been pregnant and have carried past term and had, you know, um, you know, waiting to... S- a later due date and they're getting very aggravated that they're not going into labor yet you know by the time they reach their due date most women i've known are like please get this over with why isn't this kid getting out of me i want this done and almost every one of them i have i have um heard from them that their doctor recommended that they take a brisk walk with one foot Mm -hmm. on the curb and one foot not to create some extra motion and movement in the muscles and in the uterus and in so there's obviously some shaking that would go on there too and it was recommended by their doctors well i mean if you think about it and i hate to this is by no means any comparison but you know the human the human body when after you eat and you go for a walk it helps with the digestive system and I'm not saying that a baby's the same thing but you know it just it helps it helps because I mean I guess your muscles shake they vibrate and they tend to like you know kind of move things inside your body to be able to like get stuff out better I mean I'm assuming that that's I don't want to say it's the same thing but it sounds similar Hey guys, I looked it up. Yep, Serena Williams was a 20 weeks pregnant when she won the Australian Open. When she won the Australian, that's awesome. I did not yep. know. That. Wow. Yep. God, I love her even more. Yep. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yep. Well, I mean, I mean, Lonnie, as as a woman, what do you what do you sure. think about about all this? I mean, what's what are your I, thoughts on on you know women that that are about to give birth? I mean, because when, when my mom, I'll, I'll be honest, my mom told me this story a long time ago. She said that when when she was pregnant. Uh, she used to work in a factory and everything and her boss came up to her and said and said Maria I'm not a doctor I don't want to deliver this kid here please go home 
you know, rest, <laughs> you know, take your maternity leave now. I don't want to have to deal with this, you know? I mean, some people believe that women should go ahead and rest it out and just relax. And some people are the opposite. I mean, what are your thoughts as, as a woman? What are your thoughts? Yeah, uh, I have not I have not given birth, but uh, I'm speaking for, you know, my, my mom and my cousins and grandmother who had six kids. Uh, you know, uh, it's amazing what women can do. Just the power of our bodies and just what we're able to do. My mom, which this fascinates me, when she was pregnant with me, I want to say when she started, she drove herself to the hospital. While she <laughs> wow. Wow. That's, that's the trooper. My drove herself to the hospital. So, I mean, when she tells me that story of just the stuff that she did, you know, that she was able to do, I'm always just fascinated by it. Um, that explains that explains why you're so active. Yeah, yeah, it could be. I'm definitely very active. <laughs> Although I did run a mile this morning, but I didn't run it in five. What was that? Five minutes? Yeah, five minutes, 25, uh, 25 seconds. She has me beat. Oh, she has me be my my best time, the best shape I have ever been in was seven minutes. So right. I'm not a I am not a runner. My best right. time ever in my life was seven minutes, and she'd beat yeah. me by a minute and a half. Pregnant, totally. In her okay. third trimester. So. Okay, okay, you guys all have me beat by about like five minutes and twenty four seconds. Okay. <laughs> I could I can't even run it in I can't even run it in one in, in, in less than a minute. I'm already gassed out. I'm like, it's okay. Just, right. just go. Just go. Right. You know, I'm already like dying on the side of the on, on the side. I'm like that I'm like that dude from uh from the longest yard, the fat guy. It's like, wait a minute, where's he at? He's on the floor. He's like, You guys better not cut me from this team. And this big right. belly's like just huffing and puffing. <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm that guy. I'm that guy right there. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's really that's really admirable that um, mm-hmm. that uh, she's able to do all that. I mean, that's very very admirable. And I hope that I sincerely hope that we get to see her uh, in the Olympics uh, doing what she does. Because I mean, seriously, after this story, she deserves to be in the Olympics. Right. I mean, this woman is no joke. She she's no excuses. She continues to train to reach her dreams, reach her goals. And she's living proof that whether or not you are pregnant, have a baby, you know, mm-hmm. you can still do, you could still accomplish your dreams. You know, as a woman, you could still continue to accomplish your dreams and absolutely, you know, handle it, dude, handle business because you can, I mean, like I've said it before, I say it again, I have a mad respect for women simply mm-hmm. because of all the stuff that you women go through. I mean, you you women go through so much more than men do. Um, right. And for men to say that women, you know, are the weaker sex or anything like that, for some men to say that is just plain ignorant and stupid. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. women are probably are actually not probably are stronger than men in mm-hmm. so many ways. I won't. Mm-hmm. I, I can't go ahead and push out a child. There's no freaking way I can do. I can barely push out what I got. You know, <laughs> let alone a child. I mean, you know. I mean, I can't handle cramps every month. Are you kidding me? Whenever yeah. I get one cramp, I'm already crying. I mean, you know, there's I, I can't handle that stuff. You women take it like champs, and you you don't complain. I mean, you complain. 
complain a little bit, but not as much as a man would. A man would be like, oh, God, why is this happening to me? I mean, Jeremy can attest to that. You're so sick. <laughs> Jeremy can attest to that. He already knows. So anyways, but major props to her. Hopefully we get to see her at the Olympics and uh, much luck to her and her baby that is going to be due very soon. Hopefully everything turns out well. Coming up next in video game news, Assassin's Creed Valhalla uh, has DLC um, has, has DLC um uh, uh, they, they they came out with a DLC or they're going to come out with a DLC that features Ireland and Paris. So we'll talk a little bit about that. But first, here is Riley Sawyer featuring Elijah and young Krigga roll up right here on the Xander Effect. <laughs> Baby, 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 baby. Uh-huh. 
featuring Freedom's Sweat right here on the Xander Effect. In video game news, looks like uh, the DLC of the new Assassin's Creed that's going to be uh, released actually in in, uh, in November, in early November, includes uh, places to go as far as, you know, uh, on the map is going to include Ireland and Paris. So that's going to be very interesting. Um, Ubisoft went ahead and announced uh, the roadmap for the season pass of Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Uh, and that's going to include that... that um, that DLC that basically goes beyond uh, Britain and 
you know, as well as a discovery tour and uh, free seasonal updates. So this is all according to IGN.com and a story by Matt Perslow, who said, quote, the Valhalla season pass is made up of two expansions and one exclusive quest. The Legend of Beowulf is a quest available to season pass owners on launch day and will explore the monstrous truth behind the Legend of Beowulf. The first expansion, Wrath of the Druids, will be available in spring 2021 and takes place in Ireland as Eivor tracks down a druid cult. The second expansion coming in summer of 2021 is called the Siege of Paris and allows players to relive the most ambitious battle in Viking history as they infiltrate the fortified city of Paris. So that's actually going to be pretty cool to cool. Uh, to go ahead and check out. I mean, I'm already I'm already excited about Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Uh, it seems pretty cool. I'm just a little bit upset that they, I mean, they keep on going further and further in the past, which is fine, but I actually, I've always thought that Ubisoft should do an Assassin's Creed Western style, like an Old West style, uh, in my opinion. I mean, they did kind of the American Revolution one. Uh, They've done, they've done the... um, the uh, the uh, industrial revolution version of Assassin's Creed. Uh, they've done many other many, many, the Crusades, uh, Assassin's Creed. They've done many uh, many times, you know, uh, uh, many many different times time periods, uh, various time periods. But they haven't done the Old West, and that's something that I'm like, dude, you guys should really consider doing something like in the Old West, uh, because there's hardly any Old West games out there besides, of course, Red Dead Redemption. Well, that was going to be my point, and I think they already have such a monopoly on that market and have done it so well that I'm not sure if they want to tackle that genre right now. I'm not saying they couldn't do it well, but you got to remember, I mean, Red Dead Redemption and Red Red Redemption 2, I mean... And Red Dead Revolver. And Red Dead Revolver. I mean, but seriously, Red Dead Redemption and Red Red Dead Redemption 2 were such game-changing. I mean, they changed the whole genre of a Western-style game. And they became, especially by the time they got to the second one, it is so immersive that what, what could what could Ubisoft bring to this? You know, what could, what could Assassin's Creed add to that? I think exploring the other genres and timelines that other people haven't keeps it more interesting. That's just my take on it. Yeah. Uh, You know, you guys have definitely aroused my curiosity with it taking place in Ireland, Paris. I just think that that right there is enough to like, Hmm. I would mind playing. Lonnie, I'm telling you. you, For that time, you know, for that time period, too, can you Mm -hmm. imagine getting to see the pastures of Ireland and, you know, and Paris and all that kind of stuff? And if if you've gotten to see any of the two very good shows that are available, I believe, on Amazon uh, Prime, there's one called Vikings and there's another one called Mm -hmm. The Last King. Mm -hmm. And they are both of... They're just about the Viking conquests and that period of time. And there's constant delving into the France of that time period and Ireland and Scotland and and the whole of Britain. And they really delve into all of it. So for Mm -hmm. Assassin's Creed to be touching on all of that is really awesome. Now, I'm, you know me, I'm always the naysayer. And especially when it comes to DLC, man, why was that not included in the first place? 
I mean, it's such a basic part of that story. Why was that not a part of the game to begin with? Well, because because it's money. Exactly. That's the problem. Yeah, it's all commercial. They have to go ahead and make money off of it. I mean, the the game Mm -hmm. itself is $59.99, but with the add-ons and everything else, you're looking at close to $150, you know, for the add-ons. I mean, unless you buy the game with the add-ons, which virtually costs $150, you know, but you can do a spa treatment or get a new pair of shoes. Sorry. I I understand completely, (laughs) but, but you're not a gamer, Lonnie. See, if you were a gamer, you'd understand. You definitely would understand where our, our point of view is. We're gamers. We, we play this stuff. (laughs) Like it's, it's, you know, again, you're the cool one. We're the nerds. We've established (laughs) that already, you know, (laughs) and I'm good with it. Yeah. I'm, I'm fine with it. I mean, we all have our stations in life. So we're the nerd station. It's okay, um, but um, but you know, one of these days we'll we'll, we'll bring you on to the to the to the dark side with us, Lonnie. Don't worry, it's okay. It's only okay. it's only a matter of time before before we get you addicted, and, and I'll just look over at Jeremy and be like, "She's one of us now." <laughs> <laughs> so, but we gonna, we're gonna go have to wait and see what happens. I mean, Assassin's Creed still hasn't been released yet. It will be released next month. Uh, so, and of course, the DLCs won't even be released. In until next year so we'll we'll still have to wait and see exactly how that's gonna go uh speaking of dlcs there are a few dlcs that are out right now for halloween uh red dead redemption uh 2 actually has a halloween season um or a halloween pass some season pass something like that going on right now uh which includes new guns a brand new dagger some storylines things like that so that's going to be really interesting i'm kind of upset they didn't bring back red dead uh redemption uh, the undead nightmare that was pretty cool they had zombies in there and everything uh so but speaking of zombies call of duty modern warfare 2 uh they do have a halloween uh a halloween edition right now which is really cool i just played it over the weekend really awesome uh in Warzone, they have uh, battle royale where basically you start off the the, the entire map is at night uh, it's usually daytime but this time for halloween they made it at night and if you get killed, you turn into a zombie. And man, it's so much fun being a zombie. Let me tell you. Um, I'm like running around and I have no weapon. I'm just a monster. I have no weapon. I'm just running around. But you get special powers as a zombie. You get to jump like miles away. You have an EMP pulse that you like let out. And you ha- you get to throw gas can- gas grenades at somebody. And the thing is, if you kill one of your opponents as a zombie, your opponent has an injection that, that makes you that turns you back into human again. So that's really cool about that. They have a lot of other... Uh, they have uh, they have plunder as well, where there's different chests all over the map uh, that you go ahead and find. Uh, that you go ahead and find different Halloween items like a like a gun uh, or a watch, things like that, in different in different spots of the the map. So that's really cool that they did that as well in Call of Duty. Uh, of course, Call of Duty uh, Cold War comes out in a couple of weeks as well. A lot of new games coming out in November. Um, another another game that's going to get a Halloween DLC is uh, over this week. As according to what I saw earlier, is Madden Ultimate Team. Uh, they have what they call the the um, 
what they call what they call uh, I forgot the name of it. It's uh, oh, most feared. Uh, it's called most feared, and this is basically most feared players of NFL history, where basically uh, you know you get to create packs so that way you could purchase this most feared player. Uh, so, and they also have different like I don't know how these solo challenges are going to be, but uh, like last year there was some solo challenges where you actually had to complete a bunch of different uh, tasks, and one of them included facing your own team now if your own team is a 98 they go ahead and put you on the opposite end of that team with a team that's like a 76 overall so good luck trying to beat your own team that one was always hard for a lot of us but uh who knows what they're gonna do with this one one thing well, i gotta if they're say- gonna do i was gonna say if they're gonna do most feared i hope they have jack young blood in there <laughs> They Jack Youngblood, they got to put him in. The most feared man ever. He bit a man's finger off in the middle of wow. a game because the guy tried to claw his eyes out. They were in the middle of a pile, and the guy is, you know, a lot of dirty stuff happened in the pile back in the 70s. Well, they're, they're not looking at, when they say most feared, it's wow. not most feared of what they did on the field like oh. that. They well, talk what, about most feared. Of that? Well, most feared, <laughs> most feared is like the most feared corner the person that would go that they wouldn't throw in that direction because they knew they would get a pick or the most feared defensive tackle you know the one that would like shred through a line and just be able to get to the quarterback that's what they talk about that's what they mean when they say most feared this Uh, is halloween i want the other one (laughs) well you're just a sadistic person (laughs) but but in talking but in talking about uh ea i have another gripe against madden yet again so this past weekend, apparently EA support is the worst, the worst that I've ever dealt with in my life. And I've dealt with a lot of support, like, you know, technical supports. This one's the worst. Now, I had an issue because in, in Madden, you have something called solo battles. And every time you get you you win a solo battle, they give you points. Those points, at, by, by you know, you accumulate. And by the end of the week, you accumulate a certain amount of points that gets you like a bunch of packs, gold coins, a bunch of things that you could use you know, to improve your team. Well, this past weekend, something happened, uh, or this past, or a couple of days ago, actually, not this past weekend, but on Monday, something happened. When uh, I was playing with a friend of mine and he told me on his end, he's like, what the hell's going on with solo battles? Like, what do you mean? He's like, dude, I don't have my team. I don't have my, 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 my original players, nothing. They gave me the crappy ones. And I'm like, are you serious? He's like, yeah. I went ahead and played. Sure enough, that's the truth. They gave me crappy players, but I was still able to beat the challenge. I actually beat the 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 computer. Uh, I beat it. Uh, I beat it. Um, you know, I beat it. Uh, uh, t- I think it was the score was like 21 to 14. And what ended up happening is that I the the game ended. Everything was everything was done. I go and restart the game, go back, and it gave me a DNF, quote, did did not finish. It didn't give me the points. It didn't give me anything. It cheated me out of those points. I go and I contact EA, and I'm online with them for literally 45 minutes, arguing back and forth with this idiot that I had to deal with. And this moron kept on telling me over and over again, well, DNF means that you disconnected before the game ended. I was like, no. I explained this to him a million times. I'm like, I did not disconnect before the game ended. I saw the post stats of the other player. I saw the post handshake, whatever animations that you guys put in there. I saw everything. 
I did not disconnect. It went straight into the main menu of the game. So I restarted it, go back and it gave me a DNF. I mean, you need to rectify this. Oh, we, and they were like, oh, we can't give wins. We have no power of giving wins. EA, you have the game developers of this game have no power to give its paying customers a win. You can go ahead and give us a loss, but you can't give us a win. Tell me how that makes sense to anybody. And then I asked, and then I asked this moron if I could go ahead and speak to customers to a supervisor. They refused. They kept on. I'm like, I don't want to talk to you anymore. I want to talk to a supervisor. Oh, our supervisor has been a pre uh, has been has been told about the situation. I'm like, that's great. That, that's not what I asked. I asked to speak to a supervisor. Oh, we cannot do that. Uh, the supervisor already knows about. No, no, no. I want to. We went back and forth for the longest time to the point that the person said, well, if I can't help you anymore, I'm going to have to end this conversation. And they ended it. Wow. I mean, what kind of customer service is that? That's the worst in the world. You know, we already know that EA are, again, a bunch of greedy bastards. Yes. They constantly release top, top title games with massive bugs, unfinished programming, and everything else. They are all about the money. They do not care about their fans and the people who buy Mm -hmm. the games. They don't care. They don't care at all. They release broken games rather Mm -hmm. than taking the time to put it out. They have become a joke. If they did not have the following they have with Madden, they would have fallen apart years ago. EA has become a complete joke with what they're doing. It's it's every fan of this genre is pissed. Well, I'm hoping that that uh, the developers of NFL Blitz, because I heard the developers of NFL Blitz are going to be taking over EA's contract to develop a new a new uh, uh, NFL 2K or something like that. It won't be called Madden. It will be called NFL 2K or something like that. I sincerely hope that they actually uh, take over because EA needs to they need to stop developing this game. And Electronic Arts, if you're listening, you guys are an absolute disgrace into the gaming community <laughs> absolute disgrace to go ahead and cheat your customers like that we pay a lot of money for this stuff you know for you to go ahead and give us a crappy no 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 i'm actually going to use the word a shitty product that's how pissed i am about this wow you know. damn I mean, it's it's stupid that they could actually go ahead and screw people that, you know, work hard for their money on a crappy game like this, on a shitty game like this. So, yeah, that's that's my right for you. Okay, we all we all know you don't work. Hard we know hard, how you but. feel. <laughs> well, I, you know, both. Yeah, you're both correct on that. <laughs> <laughs> you both bring up valid points. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, so that's my gripe for EA, and that's the news in case you haven't heard it. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Xander Effect. Uh, Again, I wanted to go ahead and thank my wonderful co-host, first off, ladies first, Miss Lonnie Rivera. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Love, love no having problem. you. And I also wanted to go ahead and thank our birthday boy, Mr. Jeremy Miller. Jeremy, thank you so much for uh, joining us on your birthday. 
Well, I really only showed up for Lonnie. You know I don't want to spend my birthday <laughs> talking to you, but, you know, Lonnie was here, so I figured, you know, I'd show up. You're a funny kind of guy, aren't you? <laughs> so funny, this guy. I'm, I'm over here wishing you a happy, you know, 666th birthday. Thank you. <laughs> you know, and you're and, 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 and what do you do? You go ahead and you say that you prefer Lonnie over me. That, that just, that's just... That's well, just who wouldn't? Yeah, you're right about that. You're right about that. I'm going to give you that. I'm going to give you that one. Anyways, uh, thanks for both of you for being on here. Thank you, everyone, yeah. for listening. Great. And uh, remember, there's still a pandemic out there. Remember to continue to wear your mask when you go out. Remember to wear your gloves if you got them goggles if you got them please stay safe for yourself and for your loved ones please remember to practice basic hygiene wash your hands if you touched anything if you're not wearing gloves what wash your hands anyway just don't be dirty don't be like jeremy don't be dirty uh, <laughs> no i'm just kidding fastidiously clean exactly yeah you, very true uh, <laughs> but make sure that uh that that you definitely uh keep yourself clean uh make sure you vote that's 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 very important right now, especially right now. Make sure you get out there, you register to vote. If you haven't voted already, or if you haven't registered, make sure you do both, uh, because your your vote does count. Your opinion does matter. And remember, music always always heals all. We'll see you next time. Yo, yeah. The Xander Effect is powered by 5050 Global Music Inc., Sony Music The Orchard, and DMG Bertelsmann, in association with Art19 Media.